Hey guys, we learned today on an interview that we had that if you add a physical product to your current funnel, you'll reduce your refunds by 75%, which is like, whoa! And even more exciting, what it does to your LTV. But you're gonna have to listen in to our interview with August from Mel Prince and hear about that and lots of other nuggets about clients that they're working with, amazing things they're doing. What do you think about Don's? Anything to stand out? Oh, so much, but does this, let's go. I want to hear Andy. Let's go! Give us a listen. <laughs> It's August if you want to make it just because I say August only because sometimes, well, I guess if, if you're saying it's fine. Grabinski, G-R-E-B-I-N-S-K-I. Grabinski? Grabinski? Yeah, it's a good Italian name. Grabinski. <laughs> that, that was Grabinski. Russian. I, I think it's Russian. I am apparently Italian, Italian and Russian really struggle for me to do the <laughs> Grabinsky. I am half Italian. That's like okay. Can, I, okay. So August Grabinski. I, that That's sounds it. like a real Slavic name to me. I'm sorry. It just feels like August Grabinski. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Polish. Polish. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, so 100%. August Grabinski. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to get going then. Ready? All right. All right. Are you starting to Yeah, I'm going to do the introduction and then we'll have Thomas drive from there. Okay. Okay. So three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the Affiliated Podcast. Today we are interviewing the wonderful, intelligent, and pretty charismatic August Grabinski of Melprince. Um, so super excited to talk to him today. Uh, I know Thomas and you guys have already talked, so um, yeah, I think just to kick things off a little bit, I'd love for you to just tell the people a little bit about yourself and Melprince, and we'll go from there. Great. My name's August Grabinski. Um, I'm from Mel, uh, Melprinting and Fulfillment also known as uh, print buying ship. Um, we've been in business for over 60 years as a um, commercial printer. Um, started out with two employees out of a garage of the founders, uh, the founders garage. Um, from then there we moved into commercial printing in the local Detroit metropolitan area and um, did a lot of uh, business with um, high-end clients and the uh, marketing um, side of things, universities, hospitals, uh, stuff like that. About five years ago, we uh, had a client come to us and asked us to start fulfilling his product. And, you know, hey, we'll do that, but, you know, we'll do whatever you want, right? We, we want to make you happy. And um, so we started a print-on-demand solution with him, and he was doing, I think, maybe 250 orders a week. And um, he left, went digital only. <clears throat> I convinced him to come back because his volume had increased. Um, I think his cost for for the product when he was when he was doing just print on demand was about eleven dollars uh, plus freight all in. Um, and he came back to me. Well, I'm doing twenty thousand orders a month, and I said, "You're doing twenty thousand orders a month." Okay, we need to talk. So I said, "What if I could get that cost to under five dollars?" And he goes, "Okay, well, I'm going to do a test." And so he ran the test, split test, and the test came back that majority of people wanted the physical product. And, you know, that guys, we've done probably a million plus kits uh, for him uh, in the, that past five years or doggone close to it. And that's just started this whole, whole referral process where uh, he introduced us to one guy that introduced us to another guy that introduced us to another guy. And the next thing you know, I mean, this is this is a real business. I mean, we went from being a printing company that offered fulfillment 
to being a fulfillment company <laughs> that offers printing. We literally flipped the, the, the business model. Um, so yeah, from that, you know, 100, 250 orders a week, five, six years ago, uh, we uh, fulfilled almost 3 million orders last year. Oh, wow. Uh, so That's... it's been a, a wild ride to say the least. Uh, we've more than five times our, uh, our business uh, sales since, since that time. So it's been a That's really amazing. incredible Gosh. process and we've really met some awesome people along the way. These e-commerce folks are good, fun people to work with. Um, a lot better than some of those agency folks, <laughs> super crazy people that we would deal with. So um, it's, it's really been really uh, exciting to say the least. Yeah, I know we've got some mutual friends and clients and uh, they speak very highly of you and the business you run over there. So yeah, you're in good company. I, I do have to take a moment and say two things. First, how crazy is it to think about fulfillment companies starting out of garages? Like at this day and age, if you found out your fulfillment company was just some dude's garage, I wonder how easy that would be to be like, I don't know if I want you to fulfill my products as you're just shipping them out of your garage. And second, just as a disclaimer, we don't discriminate against agencies here. <laughs> <laughs> ClickBank, ClickBank is agnostic to agencies. No, just messing around no. with you, Augie. And by the way, I, we're going to say Augie during this interview because that's how um, August was introduced to us. And it's just so much more charming than August um, to say Augie. So just if you hear that, that's that's another name that, that August go by, goes by. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so Thomas, I know you had some questions for Augie. We'll, we'll kind of jump into it. Thanks for that introduction. That's great. Yeah, you teased it quite a bit, Augie, with the you know, kind of your first client there and what you were doing with them on the digital versus physical sides. Can it say I'm going to keep going with physical? And gosh, I, I know I've got some stories around that too with some clients, but I'd love to hear some more about kind of the strategy. You know, we can use a single client as an example and stuff, but maybe going to the strategy around what you've seen digital sellers doing and how they can layer in things like a print version of their book or other physical goods even to really enhance their entire offer in business and for the long term. So I was kind of like, can we just drill in maybe with a specific, let's say an avatar with a digital you know, ebook e for lack of a better term, right? We have to sell a lot of those in ClickBank. Like what in your mind is kind of like a good first step for someone considering like, should I have a physical component to this to start doing? Like, when are they ready for it? When are they not ready for it? Maybe let's start there and start drilling into then what does that actually do for an offer from a math conversions perspective and things like that? Well, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think this, the starting point is really could, could be the very beginning. If you're, I mean, you can, you, you can print a hundred books. You don't, we could do print on demand um, if you want. Um, it may not be the most affordable, right? Because with your volume, print on demand being more expensive, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as mm -hmm. the volume goes up, the cost per unit goes down. But um, what we found with a lot of our clients is that number one, the reason why they had a lot of return rates initially was because the, the folks that were buying the product thought it was a real book. Yeah, right. Because of the, the cart check out or they checked out and they go, hey, where's where's the book you know you don't want you know blah 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 and then and so it, initially we had folks that were using it as well as a mitigation tool to satisfy those people that would come back and say hey i want a physical book and then they would say okay well you can get a physical book it's an extra seven bucks and they said no problem we'll pay the seven bucks we don't care we just want a book 
So, um, you know, from that standpoint, um, well, actually, so when we, we got into this, we really didn't necessarily, I don't want to say we didn't know what we were doing. We know what we were doing on the print side, but we weren't really sure how it was going to work with our clients. So we kind of grew this business from the ground up, like literally with digital, digital uh, marketers. And um, what, when they first came on board, the first thing we would do is they would send us what they had for their digital only um, content. And usually we could finagle that into making that into a printed book. So, you know, depending upon when you're, you know, when you're setting it up, that might be something to consider is, you know, when you're setting up your, your digital only product is how is this looking forward? How could this convert into a physical book? So you don't get yourself down the road of a 250 page book that we can't print and we've got to re you've got to reformat it and there's all kinds of different is there like a page limit kind of like you like to stay within for these types of um, products well it depends it's a very good point um it if it's a if it's a free plus shipping offer you 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 do want to keep it you know at a obviously the fewer pages the less expensive it is and if it's color then that page count is even lower right so if it's a black and white only you know, we have free plus shipping offers that go up to probably 350 pages on a six by nine book. Um, if it's color, you know, it's probably realistically um, under 100 pages at a six by nine book, um, unless you're going to do a very high volume. Um, so, you know, th those are different things you, you know, want to take into consideration possibly when starting out. Um, but we're working on a model that will allow people, you know, that are just starting out that will, you know, provide a print on demand solution that's more affordable and basically allow them to offer a physical book. And if nobody takes it, no harm, no foul. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and if they do and they start to notice that the volumes are going up, then it makes sense for them to order, you know, a thousand books or 500 books or 10,000 books. Right. Because, again, it's the cost goes down. Um, I would say that, um, you know, obviously we, we, the, the, the return rates are significantly lower on physical products. Um, I think there's a higher perceived value for a physical product as well. Um, and it do you adds, have any, um, yeah, I was gonna say, do you have any data around that? Like what is like when you, cause right, we have kind of our average return rate that we see across the board here at ClickBank and kind of for digital or physical and things like that. But I'm sure you have some great insight into it. Do you have any like examples of what adding a physical component can do to a return rate for a digital product? I do. As a matter of fact, so um, one of my largest customers um, that ships well over 100,000 orders a, a year <clears throat> and might even be closer to 200,000 um, provided me with some data back um, because obviously I don't know what they're doing on the digital side. I can only tell what they're doing on the physical side. Sure. Yeah. So they had, a, they, um, had an offer uh, for a digital only uh, product, their return rate was 8.7%. Uh, on the physical product, it was 2.3%. Whoa. The other thing that was significant is that the LTV uh, for that, for those clients was 37% uh, greater. So when you factor in the fact, uh, that somebody's gonna spend 37% more with you lifetime, and it's going to be a quarter of the return rate. 
those are pretty good reasons <laughs> that you yeah. might want to consider doing a physical. Those are massive levers. <laughs> that wasn't a bird that flew in my our studio. That was no. me just being surprised and giving a whistle for satisfying <laughs> right. results. Okay, the sound effect board going yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So, and honestly, that it's surprising because that's a great use case. It's not overly surprising because I've seen similar things happen to some clients. Um, Wow, you know, though, another, like another good point on the physical side, too, is, um, you know, if you're doing a launch or with a new product and you want to, you know, get the word out to your affiliates, how much more appealing is it potentially to send them an actual book? Mm, say, this for is like what, onboarding for JVs know, and affiliates. This, this is what you're selling now as opposed to maybe just a file or a digital file. That so makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and so going back to the returns too, like I did, this is just context for our listeners. Like here at ClickBank, the highest reason for a return is people thinking it was a physical book when they bought when it was an ebook, right? Cause it's right. all the mockups you see on the sales page. It looks like a real book. It's like, cause you want to show that this is valuable and no matter how many times you clarify digital only, digital only, digital only, I thought it was a book. Right. <laughs> Where is it? Right. Exactly. So, like a little anecdote. I've, I was working with a client who added in, um, a, a print on or a print book order bump option. It wasn't even on the front end product, right? It's just an order bump on the checkout that you could say, Hey, do you want a physical version? Is like you said, I think it was like seven or eight bucks. Kind of like you were saying, like if you want to add yeah. it to the order and what that did is it dropped the refunds across the board. Cause it really anchored home that, Oh, okay. I'm actually buying a digital version. If I want the physical, I can get it. Or if I'm okay with the digital it reinforced that I'm getting a digital and it kind of clarified again, so even if it wasn't taking the physical, it lowered their digital refund rates too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think hitting home the idea, it, one, it really highlights a market need. Like we want physical books. We're used to buying them, right? Yeah, yeah. well, and I think the other thing we forget is uh, physical books do more than just create something tangible that you could hold and read and you know becomes part of the experience. It's also an identifier of who you are as a person when people come into your home. We don't tend to, well, maybe I do, hide all the books that we keep um, we like to have them displayed and portrayed somewhere. So when you could tell somebody about something, it's a very different experience to show somebody on your phone, oh, here's this cool ebook that <laughs> I'm reading right now that I could email your way. Uh, what is that? Is it really that big of a deal? Versus let me show the workout, the recipe that I made and physically unfurling that and showing that into a book where it's kept, says certain things about you. It really does go into the psychology of the buyer in a different way. So I think it's one of those things I understand, and we could talk about it. digitally, it's so much easier to start and prove out a concept, having it be 100% digital, but if you really wanna level up your business and get better returns, um, better LTV, which I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking why is that they then create a relationship with your product, so they'd like to create a relationship with more things that you're doing, so that, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, it, it really should be something you should actively pursue getting a physical component, whether it be a book for your ebook, or as I think we could probably transition even a little bit too, maybe it's some additional materials for your course. Um, so I don't know if you have any examples about that, but I know I've seen through your guys' examples and presentations and, and clients we've worked with, the idea of sending out flat media and products for a course. I don't know if you could talk a little bit about that and your experiences around that and what that's done to help out entrepreneurs in those spaces. Yeah, for sure. So. Um... I was at uh, traffic and conversion about three or four years ago. We had a booth set up uh, and this uh, woman came up to me from uh, Australia and she was, uh, she focuses on uh, female entrepreneurs and she says, 
she, she, we had this long conversation and you know, trade shows, everybody's talking, right? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. She's like, she had this plan this, you know, I'm going to, and she looked at me and she said, I'm going to do this. And I said, okay, whatever you say. So, you know, a couple of weeks later, sure, sure enough, she, you know, sent me an email. We started this, this thing and she was starting from the ground up. She had never done a physical product before we created a, uh, this kit, beautiful box. Uh, she put in it um, a, a binder that started out with um, two cat or two, uh, two training manuals, as well as some other you know uh, quick start information, so on and so forth. Um, and then on a monthly, she subscribed to her program, and then um, she sent out two additional workbooks every month. And she did this deal, and and this woman. God bless her. She really was brave. She for like I think it was it was less than ten dollars, and the kit cost was well over twenty dollars plus the freight. Oh wow! Um, and it was a beautiful kit, and she's got fifteen hundred to two thousand subscribers right now, and is um, I think she's uh, into eight figure you know eight figure sales, and is wildly successful in probably four years, and does all kinds of different physical products. Um, you know, for her training thing. So from a subscription basis, there's a lot of different, you know, really cool things that I think that, you know, from the, the standpoint of, um, I think the last thing you ever want to do is have, send your 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 student or, or a client a PDF and tell them to print it out and then, you know, journal in it and so on and so forth. It's a mess. It's not a great experience. Whereas if you're providing them with, you know, in, uh, material that they can actually fill out themselves, put it someplace that looks nice. It's there. She had a binder, the whole thing. Great solution. Um, and she had great success with it. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, and uh, from her, she's referred us to a ton of other clients that are basically trying to do what she's doing. Maybe not, they're not as successful, but um, you know, it worked really well for her and we ship all around the world uh, for, for her as well. Yeah, so I'd love to unpack that a little more. So you said she was selling <laughs> this for ten dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's unbox that. <laughs> so she was selling it for ten dollars, and the pack alone was twenty dollars in cost. So just out the door. Over, yeah, it was over twenty dollars. Her cost. Her cost. Yeah. So, but the customers but only paying ten dollars in the shipping, probably to get it out for this. I mean, so obviously, right. I'm just sitting here thinking it's like. That's a lot That's a of bit. risk to go <laughs> yeah, into, it but mm -hmm. you know, when when you think about whatever she's doing from a lead gen perspective, obviously delivering mass value right from the get go, right? So I imagine if you put ten dollars into some course and they send you this beautiful box, like your commitment level changes, and your willingness to say that this person's credible and legit changes. So that next purchase, which I don't know if you know, because I'm very curious. Well, yeah, she have a yeah, higher ticket you know, course you know, in the back end of that? Um, I'm assuming it was like lead gen and then to great, you have these now here's the, you know, the four figure course or something like that, that that has to monetize relatively soon. So um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the the the, um, the 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 base subscription was 199 a month. Mm, um, okay. So the okay, first so kit was ten, and then it was for ongoing. It's one ninety nine monthly. So the sticker one ninety nine yeah. a month. Mm -hmm. I um I was uh, she did a she, well she used to before uh, COVID. Um, she has these live events, and I went to San Diego and, for one of her events as a uh, as a sponsor. Um, 
and to you know meet some of her customers and stuff and they were all interested in different things like that she uh went on stage and she does these um private training events where i think she lets like 15 people you fly to australia you stay at her house or the events at her house you stay somewhere else and they were like 20 plus thousand dollars and i sat there and watched her sign up 15 people <laughs> in 30 minutes so i you know again she's got a staff of now well over 20 people um she has like i said she has client i mean they do all kinds of private training and different things like that it was a really um incredible um, um process and you know like i said she started out you know with you know really kind of going in the hole and i was at her thing and it was really interesting to listen to her speak at her you know at her event and how she had just failed for the first couple of years and you know I don't want to say she was living out of her car, but you know, it was pretty doggone close to that. You know, she'd have to do these events and two people would show up and you know, mm, a yeah. year or so of that. And then she finally hit it and in a way she went. Yeah, interesting. She just needed you. Needed you. <laughs> I, I think I think that was it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well we'll give I, you all the credit. Yeah. I do think that that kind of circling back to it, because we go to digital movie to a book. Now we go to a course with a physical kit you're seeing that you know there's something about the legitimacy of a physical product and something in your hands and creating an intangible product to being tangible that seems to have strong monetary value like obviously before she had that kit her ability to bring people into these events or to establish a certain level of credibility to charge twenty thousand dollars for someone to come to their house and train them i mean by the way if anyone wants to spend twenty thousand dollars for me to train them at my house gladly pay for it. I'll, okay. I don't know what I'll yeah. train them on, but <laughs> quite, a, quite a few listeners. You might yeah, regret yeah, that. Right, yeah. right. So like, I'll be at 20,000 yeah. come hang out at your house. My wife will be the one that regrets all yeah. that. So. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's, that's just a really interesting thing. Um, as you continue to see as a trend is that value of credibility and your business comes to a different life and your product level comes to a different I'm just a different tier. With yeah, physical product into it. Can you? Do well, you the organic growth that she picked up from that too. She would have these clients would um, do videos and stuff of the, uh, the getting the kits in the whole nine yards because I'm on there. Help to go viral a bit, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and you know, just a ton of organic, you know, um, advertising. You yeah, know, that just makes by, sense. Like having something for somebody to have in their hand. Like you said, you know, you're on the phone with somebody. It's like, oh, you, you should see this great digital book I got. You know, like what you, you can't. <laughs> yeah, we'll circle back on that when you come come to unboxing and some of the some other things okay. that, that I definitely want to delve into you with. But I know Thomas, you're talking about some. Well, this might actually be that. I was curious, like what you've got. Let's say we have a lot of supplement sellers, right, on ClickBank and things like that. People that are just, you know, how can how can you improve the customer experience of selling like a commodity like that, right? I'm going to buy some supplements that comes in a brown box, you know, from that's typically how we get them and there's some stuff in it. Um, like how do you like to coach your clients to enhance that experience to make it more of like a brand experience almost, you know, I always think of Apple when you get a new Apple phone or something, you take the box off and it like slides out, like, you know, kind of slowly and it feels nice, right? Like maybe we're not going that much, but is there th are there things like that that brands can do if you're just just quote unquote selling a supplement or other kinds of gadgets? Yeah, for sure. Custom packaging, uh, big deal. So um, we've done 
custom packaging for is, you know, simple things like us, you know, just bottles of supplements, right? And we have a branded box that we put it in with your brand on it. You can brand the tape if you want. Hmm. Um, we've done kits, which have been really successful for um, uh, folks to maybe put a few different products. We've done one that was as many as nine products, nine different supplements that they sold this thing for a gazillion dollars. Um, and it was this beautiful kit with three trays, you know, um, three supplement bottles in each thing. Like a whole um, That's cool. Basically. Yeah. Like yeah, really fantastic presentation, but you know, they get top dollar. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it is about that experience and, and the, you know, feeling that somebody went that extra mile to make sure that, you know, you're happy yeah. and feel special about getting this product. Um, but, you know, those are certainly, you know, the, the, the packaging or the kits, um, uh, different things like that. Those are places where we've found that we've been able to help um, our clients. Uh, and as far as, you know, personal notes or whatever, I mean, those are the type of things that, you know, you can do that um, uh, will improve the, the, the quality of the um, uh, customer experience. Yeah, I've seen that with like a Chewy, the pet food, right? They always send... Yep our cats a happy birthday card and things like that, right? It's like, it's pretty neat. Uh, I was gonna ask like, cause if you look like the churn and burn marketer, you know, kind of like the, the a lot of the people we work with, right? They're, they're marketers, they kind of look at all the profit margins and they try to keep their cogs down. Like when I hear about the custom uh, packaging and things like that, it's like, that sounds really cool. It also sounds like it might be expensive. Um, or like, how does that balance with are you looking mostly at like return rate, stick rate, and that's how you're justifying the cost of improving that brand experience and things like that in the unboxings and things like that? Well, number one, if you're if you're if your product already requires the box to personalize or not to personalize, but to customize that box, generally speaking, will not be that much more expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a product that we ship a very 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 high volume through ClickBank. As a matter of fact, probably of well over a thousand orders a day um and it added 15 cents or something onto the cost of the box you know to have their their logo printed on the outside of it as opposed to just using a generic box oh, wow. um, and okay. i'm just using that as an example but um those type of things um, will make a difference uh, for sure um, now if you go into the kit area that can get a little more expensive. Um, and how we do that is we really just essentially build the kit around your products or whatever it may be, if it's if it is supplements or if it is a, a product or if it is um, you know six different things, we take it in, we engineer the packaging around it, we do a live mock-up, we send that to you, you approve it, then we send you the template, you design to that template, you send it back to us and we manufacture the, the the box or packaging or whatever it may be. So you just kind of um, need a designer on hand or maybe contracted with just going to help you design through the template. And then, gosh, because I, I imagine like the biggest mitigator of cost in your world is weight, I'm assuming. Is that mm -hmm. true? Well, I think there's size dimensions. Too. Size dimensions and weight? Yeah, there's there's dimensional weight and there's and there's the weight. So basically all the carriers will uh, use whichever one's the highest. So, um, for instance, we're doing something uh, special for uh, uh, a client that you guys all know. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yeah. Is and it that us? No. <laughs> it might be. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, might yeah. be us. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would be. Uh, <laughs> that's going out tomorrow, as a matter of fact. 
Um, but uh, that went dimensional weight because the, the size of it, you, you, you take the, the width times the height uh, times two or something along that lines. I can't, width, height, wait, width, height times thickness. Hmm. And multiply those three factors together. And if it's over and it comes up with a, you know, a number, and if it's, it, then you divide that by another number. And if it, it calculates out to higher than what the actual weight of the product is, the main carriers um, now, like UPS and FedEx, are going to charge you the dimensional weight. Now, um, if it's if it's shipping USPS um, or a part, you know, a partner part of that. In other words, where FedEx or UPS are doing the front end of the service, and U USPS is making the final delivery. Uh, there's there's more leeway there. That's not as much of an issue. Gotcha. But uh, if you're shipping straight, or if you're using any special services like expedited two day or whatever, then it's going to go by. It's going to go by the dimensional weight. Do you think I could start using the lower of my dimensional weight or my actual <laughs> weight when I'm talking on my driver's license? I like that. I'm, idea. I'm pretty short, so I guess my you. dimensional yeah. weight <laughs> might be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, that's that's great. I, I think one of the things that when you're talking about the custom packaging and just what you just shared with all those different costs, I'm like, whoa, this is new information, is it's probably a really back and forth process. It's It can be complicated. It's going to take time. But you guys are there to really advise and provide the guidance of like, okay, sure you could do that, but here's what it's going to do on a fulfillment standpoint. You could use this material, but here's all our experience of why you shouldn't do that. And what could be obviously a critical part, if you're doing custom packaging for a whole kit, I'd imagine, that's probably gonna be a big draw to whatever they're getting. It's a big part of your business at that point for whatever it needs to be done. I imagine for the example used earlier, if her box sucked or was even more expensive, that could be the difference between me being successful and profitable and bottom line and this and continue to have only two people show up to my events. But now I have a huge bill to mail prints for all these things that I'm not making money off of, right? Like that that could be a big piece. But having someone like you and a, a company like you guys to work with obviously probably alleviates a lot of those stressors and makes um, yeah, the I, process easier. I wrote a question yeah. here, which might be a pretty stupid question, but like <laughs> in a broad one, but like how hard is it to like make a physical good and add it into your flow if you don't already have one. Like I know it's very subjective, but like is it something that if I have a book running or a digital business going or something like that, like how hard is it for me to go, hey Augie, I want to do this, I want to add a book in or I want to add a, you know, a kit in or something. Like what is that time frame like? Like what, what am what am I getting myself into? Right. Well, it's not hard. It's less hard, let's just say, with us because. In, in all fairness, we've been a printing company for 60 years. So our staff is trained in a much, a very... Um, uh, so are you saying 60 I mean, years? About like... printing, I mean, we, we, you know, we, we ship a thousand orders, let's say a month. Those wow. are a thousand different custom made products a month. And, and those are just orders. That's not volume. Those are 1,000 different things a month. So we're a very detail oriented um, uh, team of people that are used to building things um we're not just you're calling us and then we're just calling somebody else i mean you know we have the experience and whatnot to that we're we do this we've been doing this for 50 years 50 60 years i mean i've been doing this for, you know since i was you know barely could just started walking i was just gonna ask <laughs> you said like 60 so and I, it's like <laughs> like <laughs> no yeah um but 
Crawling right to that printing press and just loading up. Yeah. <laughs> For child labor laws were yeah, in place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His hands were small enough to get to the parts that everyone else got stuck in. But yeah, so so from our standpoint, I mean, and, and a lot of it has to do with how serious the the user is to to you know wanting to achieve this. Hey, if you call call us tomorrow and say, hey man, I want to do something in a week, I mean, you know, we could probably figure out a way to make that happen. Um, but you know, you've got to work with us to be able to make that happen quickly. You've got to be available. You've got to be you know make yourself accessible. Yep. So, it, I guess what I'm saying is, for the most part. We won't be holding you up. It's going to be really a matter of how ready you are to, you know, to make decisions and approvals and different things like that. And certainly, we're going to look at things from, you know, what's the most practical way to do something, uh, what's the most efficient way, um, and you know, because we want our customers to always be successful. It's not. We, we, there's no short-term relationships. We don't want a short-term relationship with anything. Um, you know, I was telling a friend of mine, I used to sell printing jobs for a living and I just can't ever imagine, you know, doing that again. Um, it's all about <laughs> the relationship and the solution at the end of the day. And, you know, we want to, you know, have you for a customer for as long as you're going to be doing what we can help you with. So in an ideal situation, so obviously not someone coming saying, Augie, I want this in a week. Like, would you say for the average person getting their first physical like book and they're working with you on it? On average, in a normal situation, how long would you expect that to take? Okay, so if it's the first book, if it's if it's the first book they're, yeah. they're going with. Now, if they have files that are ready to go, we'll have a proof out to them within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, and we prefer to send live proofs for everything. Uh, we just, you know, know that that's that safety check. Yeah. You know, real fast, just, to, just to stop you real fast. When you say, live and ready to go they have prints and live and ready to go so if i just have an ebook that's probably not live and ready to go for for full book printing can you elaborate a right. little bit more on what that means yeah for sure so that's goes to speak to what i was talking about earlier is um you want to you know books are pretty much all one of three sizes for the most part you know if it's a if it's a training type thing or whatever it's going to be around eight and a half by eleven if it's a if it's a book it's usually around six by nine i mean we do five by seven there's really no price difference between a five by seven book and a six by nine or a five and a half eight and a half or whatever it may be those are all the same take up the same amount of paper let's just call it or space on the press um so when you're where we run into some of this situations is that um if they if they're not set up that way or a proportionate direct ratio of that then it becomes more difficult to turn that into a physical book so we have people that come to us with eight and a half by 11 books but they want they don't want to spend an eight and a half by 11 page because in you know in reality an eight and a half by 11 book is two times um more expensive for the material than a six by nine or a five and a half eight and a half book because it takes up double the paper, right? And they don't want to reset the the file up, and so we have a conversion that brings it down to about seventy two percent. It's like six point seven by nine, essentially. So it's a little funky size. It's not bad. It you know it's different, so it sta sticks out or stands out, right? Um, and those are quick. It's a feature, so not a bug. Right? If yeah. you come to us, we've got to reformat the file. You could probably figure, you know, three to five days. 
gotcha. you know, uh, from that from that standpoint. So, so I then, can come to you with a hope and a dream and an ebook, <laughs> and still, within a oh, reasonable 100%. time frame, still get it. There, set. there hasn't been an ebook that we haven't been able to convert into a, a printed product. I can tell you that right now. Challenge accepted. I know. I was like, we'll find one. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> I have I mean, an e pop up book <laughs> with, <I'm sure. laughs> with videos on it. <laughs> um, Awesome. So, yeah, sorry. I, just you continue. And so I know um, ideal time frame. Sorry, I just wanted to really define that. What is ready? Because um, I think I didn't really know the answer to that. So yeah. I was hoping there were That's other good. people that felt the same way. So um, perfect. But yeah, with with the average. Um, so 24 hours if it's ready, two to four days if you need to get some of the formatting and you've sent a draft to them. So I'll have you continue from there. Yeah. And then we send that uh, to you for approval, you approve it. And then it really depends upon the volume of the book, number of pages, and if it's in black and white, and or if it's in color. Um, you know, your turn time on for a book could be anywhere from a week, uh, or less up to um, three to four weeks, it just really depends upon. Typically, we don't we don't get a lot of customers that started out ordering 100,000 books full color books at once or in the beginning, unless they've already have, a, we're, we're moving them from another another um, a competitor over to us, which has happened. And they'll start out with super high volumes because they already have pro proven that it works and they're just moving to us because there's a, we have whatever better. Um, but, you know, a lot of folks will start out, the, the one client that I used for a comparison, for instance, we uh, did their fir they first, cookbook they ever did they had to get, they ordered 2000 uh they sold out of them in 24 hours they came back and ordered 5000 they sold out of those in like 48 hours and they ordered 10 now they order 100,000 at a time um so and it, i mean and they've literally this is a product they've had for 3 to 4 years mm. uh and they're still ordering in that volume which really speaks volumes to what they're doing but um so yeah, I, I, again, it just depends upon, and we're going to give you an honest estimate and an analysis. We are, we are manufacturing, you know, a majority of the the products in house, uh, so we have control. I mean, we have the ability to say, okay, well, we've got this work lined up, but it's not due until here. We got to try to help these guys out. The last thing we ever want anyone to do is to run out of inventory, and we do everything we can to avoid that because number one, we know it's bad for the customer from a, you know, a return rate and reputation rate. And um, it adds strain to our system because if you have 5,000 back orders and then we get your product in and then it's on top of all of our daily work, you know, it's, it's a lot more, you know, we, we're all of a sudden just have this huge influx of work, which is fine, we deal with that. But if we can avoid that, we're gonna do everything we can to, to get to, to make that happen. Definitely. Uh, one, one thing I realized, we didn't circle back on this, I apologize, the unboxing side of things. So you mentioned one individual, we talked about custom boxing, how that could be hard. I just want to kind of talk a little bit more about the value in that. Um, and then this, this will segue to another question that I think some people might be asking. But I do think what's really interesting to go a bit of soapbox, I think is really um, amazing about the unboxing um, part of things is we've seen with the advent of online e-commerce, the dissolution of a lot of commodities, like big box stores and kind of the middle of the market. But what's come rise to that is a lot of people, they are obviously gonna spend very little and get a low delivery experience on like cheaper 
products that they could buy off certain places. But there's a huge segment in the market for a little bit more of a better experience, something that means more, and we're willing to pay more for it. So I think when we get back to that custom boxing, boxing experience, when you're sharing it with others, um, or you get a nice box, you'll be like my wife and keep those boxes for something we might store in them Gosh, someday. I've got so but, many FabFitFun boxes yeah, in the house. Yeah, just to show <laughs> others or have access to what is really evergreen marketing, evergreen material, as well as having this, what feels like a tailored custom experience. The, the retail that still works right now is boutique luxury retail. Be boutique luxury e-com delivery when you're doing custom packaging. It makes a difference. It feels different. You want other people to see that difference. So where your cost might go up in terms of your packaging, you're getting free organic advertising from that. Your conversion should increase because you're getting warmer traffic and more brand awareness. Um, so plus you're continuing to fill that need that is um, essentially absent. If you're not going to a luxury retailer, you're a luxury e-com provider with an with a experience that makes people go, man, I feel special. You know, it's not just the Amazon box. It's now the Amazon box or, or the box that shows up that I enjoy opening, again, videotaping and sharing with others. So just as we kind of talk about some of the values of that cost, I think those are sometimes hard to, to quantify or understand. But when you see this huge vacancy in the marketplace, along with, um, you know, the benefit to organic shares, conversions, and overall customer feel when they get a taste of luxury in their unboxing experience goes a long way. Sorry, I, just, I, I wanted to get that out there because I love it. I love the custom boxing, what you guys are Great. doing. And I think it makes a huge difference. The other question that I really wanted to ask you because I was curious about this, and Tom's kind of brought it up a little bit, is the churn and burn marketer. A lot of what we talked about in this interview has been, oh, well, I have a product you mentioned. I, I've been having this ebook. It's gone on for years. I'm going to keep selling it for years. Well, that sounds branded. Um, you know, I'm doing a custom luxury course kit and doing speaking arrangements. You're probably a branded offer. Um, you know, if I'm talking about, you know, putting my brand on the box that gets sent out to me, all of this feels very branded to me. Well, if I don't identify myself as a branded marketer, what's the incentive? Why should I go physical? I obviously have some thoughts, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'll give you, if I'm that person, we're talking and I say, yeah, but I'll just come up with a new offer, a new ebook and six months and, and turn that one. Why do I care about having a physical product in my return rate now? Well, I think the, 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 the biggest thing with the, the physical product, again, is the perceived value and the, you know, the, the feeling that the customer uh, gets when they, when they, um, when they get that, that physical product. And, and real quick, just to speak to some other on that point as far as developing the brand and the, the, the customer that I'm speaking uh, about um, been using for my you know stats so to speak mm -hmm. they're looking that they started out with books and now they're moving into other other physical products completely different physical products they have this giant following of people so now we started out with cookbooks and maybe we can sell some other products that are you know associated with cooking or different things right and that uh, that loyalty that you've you've gained from you know having the the the, the the physical product is you can monetize that even further into future products. Um, I don't know if I answered your ask, your, your question exactly. <laughs> I'm trying my, the best I can. No, it's no, okay. I, I know yeah. it's a tough question and I wanted to kind of see your response. I think, Oh gosh, I think, um, go ahead. I was going to say like, right. Going back to the stats from earlier, right. You're taking an 8.7% refund rate down to a 2.7, um, 
lifetime value increase of 37%. 2.3, sorry. Yep, I, I've got very bad handwriting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, the sevens look like threes. 2.3, yeah, even better, yeah. Um, gosh, that is such a big lever in your front end customer acquisition that you can now spend on marketing if you have a 37% higher lifetime value on those customers and your refund rate is a, a fourth of what it was. That's insane. Like going back to that other client I was talking about, right, who had the order bump as the physical. Um, he didn't make any money off of that book. It was a pure just a refund and chargeback reducer, kept his rates lower, kept his quality rates lower for the mids, in this case ClickBank, right? And then, gosh, it just allowed his whole, he could pay more to affiliates, he could pay more to acquire a customer because his refund rates were so much healthier. It was like, even though he wasn't making anything on the book, he was making a lot on the book <laughs> for the life, for every uh, sale he was saving. Yeah, no, that's a perfect point. I think when we look at a lot of this physical stuff, it's important to remember, it could contribute to your bottom line, not necessarily always is it, and it can contribute to the top line, but I think a lot of times people think, well, it's just gonna decrease my margins, when in reality it's increasing, that was the example that we saw. So I think that the biggest response I'd tell people is, one, like it's gonna make the offer that you have right now better. It's just better rates, higher margins. Um, I actually think you could structure it in a way that it converts better when you give people the option to say, here's digital, here's digital plus physical. You know, do the whole Harvard Business Review example where you create value <laughs> um, in the bundled option. Um, and, and I think the, the, other, the other big piece of that is offers last longer when they're physical as well. Um, you just you could keep that offer around longer than digital because it has a tangible component. Um, it's not going to burn through people as often. Um, if they're in similar circles, it'll echo in ways that people have the physical product, um, the physical book that they could share. So your offers just have a life that extends well beyond than what you can on a digital offer in most cases. So I just I just wanted to have that conversation. I'm sure people listen and go, maybe I you know I just I don't want to, but. When you get down to the core of it, it just makes too much sense. If you're at a point that you have a good winning digital offer that's an ebook, it's kind of crazy not to turn it into a physical yeah. offer. If if you have the means and the success at that point in time. Well, playing playing devil's advocate here, Augie, what are like the maybe there's no downsides, right? We've been singing the praises of this for a bit, but like where do things go wrong other than maybe inventory control? I know when inventory runs out, that could be a nightmare for everybody involved. But like, what are some other things that can go wrong just to be kind of transparent here for our listeners? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, besides the inventory, which would be the, the biggest downer, right? You don't, you order a bunch of books and then you don't sell them. That's, that's not good, right? Um, you know, the other thing that, you know, obviously we just got through COVID and, um, you know, things weren't running so hot, right? Um, as far as, you know, delivery, especially when you get the USPS delivering the last portion of the um, of the, the final part of the delivery. So, you know, the, that's really the biggest area that we find um, that things can go wrong, but we, we, we've got things and we do have things in place that, you know, help to alleviate that we automate an email. So when you work with us, you have the option, we automate an e email as soon as your order goes out with the tracking information so that that customer can track that, that package on their own. Um, so that can, you know, and most people are understanding when, you know, if the post office is running slow or it's during Christmas or whatever it, it may be. Um, and 
you know, the, the, the other downside would be that, you know, at a very low percentage, um, you know, the, the post office doesn't deliver, things get lost. And that does happen. Uh, you know, I wish I could say it never happened, but it does. <laughs> and there's you know, very little you can do about it. Um, you know, or somebody puts down the wrong address. You know, that does happen, believe it or not. You, you might think that most people know their own address. <laughs> have you ever moved and then tried to oh, buy gosh. something I'm with your new address? Now. I haven't like, personally, oh, but I've done I that. Know. I wish yeah. I could say I haven't shipped products <laughs> to my old addresses, but I have. Oh, well, okay. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. That could happen. I could totally see that, actually. Yeah. It sounds like a I lot of issue. You ordered it and then you moved. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Forgot about it. You got the Kickstarter campaign you ordered a year ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I could actually see that happening with like a weird wish product. Yeah. Oh, like, gosh. You buy it and you're like, maybe one day I wish it might come in. <laughs> um, it sounds like a lot of the problems that arise are just in that fulfillment chain, right? It's hard to control every piece of that to a, such a degree. So, well, that is. And that's really something that, you know, us or any other shipper for that matter whether it's target or sure, whoever yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you only have a certain once it leaves your your warehouse you're you're passing that off to somebody else to get it to the customer um but again we have a very 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 small percentage of issues um when you look at the the, the numbers i mean it's it's well under you know a, a tenth of a percent that there's like issues like that yeah. and you just have to kind of expect that and, and that's the you know um, you have to understand that there's going to be those situations and somebody's going to be mad or whatever else. But at the end of the day, if you're, if you can just look at the, the, the final number of the big picture, you're going to be way ahead as far as, you know, our experience with our customers has been. No, definitely. It's kind of the increased operations. Sometimes it means more responsibility, but it's just increased, um, I guess focus on getting the right partners so it doesn't have to become a bunch of responsibility you don't want to or can't handle. So um, when you right. find the right partners, physical products seems to make a ton of sense yeah. um, in almost every single situation. Uh, but if you find the wrong partners, it's a great way to continue to stick the digital, right? If, if it doesn't work out or, or those um, needs and those things you just described aren't met, um, you could be in a rough spot. So. Um, yeah. Any other questions, Thomas? No, I'm gosh. Um, no, I've always been a fan of uh, layering in physical and using it tactically to, you know, to increase conversions and all that. I think it just makes a lot of sense for really most brands. Um, I want to give you a chance for any last kind of a parting words, if you will, or if you just want to plug kind of like where can people get a hold of you and, or just mail prints, um, if they wanted to kind of learn more about what they can do with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can go to um, our site, uh, printbuyingship.com, uh, uh, number one, and uh, there's all kinds of information about us. You can subscribe to our newsletter. You can request a quote. Um, you can email me at august at melprinting.com, uh, which I'm more than glad to, to do that. Can I give my phone number or is that crazy? Uh, that's up to you. <laughs> this is affiliate marketing. Well, first, first give out Thomas's phone number as well. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're more than glad to call me. Um, I will say that it will probably go to voicemail only because I have my phone set up that if you're not in my, if you're not in my um, address book, my phone won't ring. But I will 100% return your call uh, within a very reasonable amount of time, and uh, that number is three one three. 350-2800. And yes, I've had that phone number for about 
25 <laughs> years at least. <laughs> you need to you need to teach me the phone setting to not have my phone, phone ring. That's, that oh wow! <laughs> I was gonna say you need to teach me that phone setting so my phone doesn't ring when I uh, don't know the number. Well, it's, it just came on my iPhone that way. I don't even know. Uh, I didn't do anything. Kyle and I are an Android guys. Yeah, we're Android. <laughs> Android. <laughs> honest, you don't even know how to change it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, it actually sounds like a pretty awesome feature for sure. <laughs> um, to coincidentally like stumble into. Yeah. So I just like to look in the go. Oh, too bad I don't know you. This is just going to be a hard decline. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, and we've got a great team. I mean, you know, and what we've come to realize is, um, you know, it, our people, our employees are what make the difference in, in, in what we're doing uh, for our customers. And we've got some exceptionally loyal clients, and they have, we've grown our business primarily on referrals. Um, which is a great way to grow your business. It's also a very risky way to grow your business, right? Because when everybody knows everybody and if something goes wrong, it can go really wrong, right? Um, so I think we've maintained a very good reputation within uh, the customers that we do have um, and that we can, you know, we're here to help. Um, I'm glad to help any way I can. If um, it doesn't work out that a physical product or our services don't work for you, hey, no problem. Uh, maybe one day they will. And that's the way I look at it. Nice. Well, perfect, Augie. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate the education. I mean, now that I know about dimensional weight, um, I'm going to use that. That's, that's my new barometer. Uh, so no, but it is fantastic. And I really, really hope everyone could kind of pull um, you know the great nuggets out of there. And the big one there is just if you're not doing physical um, in any way, shape, or form, instead of saying that just doesn't sound like for me, start saying, how can I? How can I start taking advantage of the amazing results physical products seem to be having for clients that we have, for clients that you have, um, and people well outside of our world. So um, really, really fantastic talking to you today. Definitely reach out to, to Augie and the team. Um, if, if there are any questions or you just said, dang it, I need to go get physical today. So, um, you know, great people to talk to and really appreciate your time. As well as everyone, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and be sure to comment with any um, suggestions, things that you liked. Um, you know, if you like Thomas and I's clothes, we'll tell you where to get them yourself. Yes, chartreuse um, St. Patrick's Day shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I forgot it was St. Patrick's Day today. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, make sure to also comment with things you'd like us to discuss different topics, different people you'd like us to talk to. We're always listening and we appreciate the feedback. With that, have a great day, Augie. Have a great day, everyone thank out you. there. Really appreciate it. You guys are great. Really enjoyed this. Yeah, thank you, Augie. And just a final recap here. I just want to also drive home. If you're doing physical, how can you enhance it? Custom branding, yes. things like that, unboxing, like how can you improve that customer experience with your physical sales if you're already doing it? Because I know there's a lot of you out there listening. So cheers. Thanks again, Augie, for me and happy scaling, everybody. Bye.